Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome back into the Pacers podcast. I'm Scott Agnes. I'm back fresh from free agency, then a week in Las Vegas for NBA Summer League. Many fun things planned for this podcast, even in the summer, and it begins with this episode. On today's podcast, you'll hear from Damian Rudej. He was born in Zagreb, Croatia, and it was a memorable last week there as Croatia reached the final game of the Men's World Cup, which they ultimately lost to France. Now, a little bit about Damo. He was brought over from Croatia by Larry Bird in 2014, signing him to a three-year deal. But after just one season, then on July 11, 2015, Damo was dealt to Minnesota in exchange for Chase Buttinger, who never panned out and was later waived. Damo led all rookies in three-point shooting his rookie season. It admittedly took him several months to get used to that NBA three-point line. And then his confidence increased, and he shot it much better. Shot it better than 52% from range after the All-Star break in February. Ultimately, he appeared in just 68 games with the Pacers and averaged 4.8 points per game, then spent one year in Minnesota, and then Frank Vogel brought him to Orlando for the 2016-2017 season. Please subscribe, rate, and review the Pacers podcast, even by just clicking five stars. You can help us reach even more listeners who would like the show. Now, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Damian Rudej. All right, I now welcome Damo to the Pacers podcast. It's well after 7 p.m. here. That means it's after 1 a.m. over in Croatia. Damo, to start, where specifically are you at as we speak? Uh, well, I'm in Croatia right now, in Zagreb, Croatia. Uh, back home, uh, enjoying the time with the family and, you know, the, the off season um, and enjoying the fabulous moments we're all living in Croatia right now these days. Yeah, I can't imagine what was, that was like. Let's start right there. That's the obvious reason of why I wanted to bring you on to discuss just what it was like and how, how proud you must have felt along with your people there over in Croatia to see your squad, your country represented in the World Cup. Just well, take us through I, what that was like. I can't even, I don't even know where to start, Scott, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had the honor and the privilege to represent my country in 2008 uh, Beijing Olympics. I played in the World Cup. I went to the NBA and represented Croatia. And all those times I felt really proud. But this is more than I've ever felt proud in my life. I swear. I can't even tell you. It's a state of, like, catharsis and just exhilaration and Yesterday was the biggest massive gathering in the history of Croatia and Croatian people. And it was just fasc fascinating. It was unbelievable to see the closest anything ever got to yesterday was around 120,000 people. And yesterday there was 300,000 people wow. in the streets. So it was just so massive, so emotional, just people crying out of happiness everywhere. Old people, young people, you know, like kids 
four or five years old waiting to see these soccer players that became the idols of the nation and all of us so emotional because uh, you know just to be second in the world cup in soccer which is the biggest sports in the world with of course all mm -hmm. due respect to all other sports but soccer is still you know the most spread out sport and i mean the the, the things we saw these days and the month we lived with them playing this championship it was just i mean on i don't know when it's going to happen again and we just tried to savor every moment <laughs> that we could and of course give these guys recognition they deserve and give them a homecoming that, that they really deserved and it was just super emotional fantastic and i don't think anyone got any sleep the last week at all it was it was really something croatia has never seen before yeah it sounds like you probably haven't slept much and you're probably still smiling take us through what were those streets like we saw you retweet that and we saw other pictures put out there it looked incredibly crowded but what was going on was it just high-fiving people celebrating uh, in the i streets? mean listen the, the the first plan was for the national team to land at 2 p.m. and mm -hmm. then they were supposed to be on the main square around 4 p.m. right so guess what happened i mean they got to the main square at 10 p.m. it took them wow. literally seven eight <laughs> hours to to cross a, just a couple of miles from the airport to downtown because people were just everywhere they were in front of the bus and they just you know couldn't let these guys pass and you know in croatia we don't have a big history of meetings like that and celebrations like that so uh i think everyone's kind of like a little bit confused whether to push the bus forward and to make it in time but they just decided to let it roll and let people enjoy and the players enjoy and they just took their time and it was amazing because everyone got a little piece of them everyone got a little piece of happiness and got to see their idols and to greet them and to cheer and clap for them and just show them how how thankful we are for everything they've done for us in the last in the last month and the way they represented the country i mean it was just it was just awesome so anyway they there were a couple of hours late to the main square where the big party was supposed to start but by the time they got there it was it was just massive it was massive it was bigger than anyone could have imagined i don't think anyone planned more than hundred and some thousand people and it ended up being over three hundred thousand it was just and there's unreal. only about four million people right in the country the whole country is four million people, four and a half maybe, something like that. And then Zagreb, the capital, is one million people. So I, I like the third of the whole city came And that's out where you were born, but, right? Yes, that is my hometown. But um, the fascinating thing was there were people who flew in just for this event. There were people from Australia, Croatians who live abroad for their whole lives who just couldn't resist but to come home and and uh, be a part of the celebration and there were people from germany from austria from uh surrounding countries and it was just so wonderful to see all the croatians both at home and living abroad just come together in this amazing moment it was really a special moment in, in our history i think yeah i don't blame them you may never see that again or, or experience that where with them in that yeah. timeline for you well, i'm not or go I'm ahead i'm not gonna lie to you yeah i was a part of the uh you know in 1998 we won a bronze medal at the World Cup, and I was 12 at the time, and it was the most spectacular thing I've ever seen. And, you know, they also had a homecoming, and we greeted them, and it was amazing. But I never thought I would live to see, to see it again. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, 20 years later, here we are, and they just, you know, they just rocked the house, and they just... <laughs> They, they they played great. They represented the country great. They show unity and 
you know, it's only right for them to to to, to re- receive the homecoming they received yesterday. I don't know if you still stay in touch with him regardless, but was there any communication with Jan Mahimi of France before the game? Uh, with Jan, I haven't talked to Jan in a while. No? Uh, but okay. I did communicate with, uh, with Fournier. Uh, I did communicate with Evan Fournier. He, uh, you know, he tried to... S- you were teammates in Orlando, correct? Yeah, we played together in Orlando, and he made sure to, to send me a, a mean little tweet as soon as they won. <laughs> Uh, so, but, but yeah, it was all in, it was all in good fun, of course. Uh, but I got to reach out to Jan. I got mad at him because I got to Paris last summer, and um, and I couldn't see him. And I got mad at him because he didn't make time to to see me Man. when I was there. But he he just got there and he was with his family. And I was like, Jan, I'm here in Paris. We got to meet up. Uh, but yeah, that was the, we definitely keep in touch. But. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hit him up real soon. You will. I think he is right, right there at home in Paris right now. He had his camp a couple weeks ago. So I, I saw he, he opened. A, um, I saw he opened. I think um, steak and shake in and out or no steak and shake. Yeah, That's right. I was about to say in and out burger, but he opened a steak and shake, and I, I think I'm, it was I'm, his third. I, really, I'm very happy for him. I'm very happy for him. Well deserved, and I'm glad to see he's doing well on and off the court. Couple last Great things guy. as it relates to the game. Take us through how you watched it. Were you with a big group of friends? Were you with family? How did you take in the game? Uh, no, I was uh, I was with a family uh, in our neighborhood, like in a local cafe where we usually hang out. We we were outside and it was a great atmosphere. There were there were people and uh, I mean people were just so 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 tense and emotional. I mean you. You can't imagine, like, for a small country like us to be in the finals of the World Cup, knowing the whole world is watching, it was just, it was just mind blowing. It was surreal, really. At one point, we're like all crying from happiness, just because we're all proud that they're here. And then another point, we're so nervous because we know it's so close <laughs> and we might actually win the yeah. whole thing. So it was, it was real. Both. You know, very enjoyable and nerve-wracking at the same time. What were your expectations for the team heading into the tournament? Did you th- expect maybe that they could go pretty far in it? Well, listen, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not a big soccer guy. Same, I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I know a couple of guys on the team. I always wish them well. I There's been a lot of turmoil with uh, some things with the soccer national team and with soccer in general here in Croatia and some scandals. And I've kind of lost interest in in the whole national team the last couple of years it really did fall off so i'm not even going to pretend that i you know followed every game i did watch the games but i wasn't really into it or thinking that they could go uh, all the way um, i really didn't i knew we had a great squad because we're stacked with players that play on top Euro- i mean european teams we have you know basically two of the best midfielders in rakitic and modric they play for barcelona and real madrid and guys playing in top-tier European teams. So I knew our roster was very strong, but I really didn't expect us to go this far. So so I was really, you know, as the, as the tournament kept going on and on and they kept advancing, my interest picked up and I was just thrilled to see them doing so good and i mean it was it was just awesome yeah that's pretty cool i'm sure the emotions and the feel of that will drag out for probably at least a year being yeah, that, that impactful sure. i think i know yes, you got to yes. go got to get some sleep here soon so i want to talk a little bit about your game your basketball and what you're up to first of all just update us on where you're at i think i saw where you just signed with a spanish team liga acb is that right 
Yes, that is true. I will be coming back to uh, I'll be going back to ACB to Spain. Uh, the team's name is Yukam uh, Murcia, so it's a um, first division team. I'm very happy and excited to be going back to Spain. It's a country I spent almost three seasons in, and uh, great memories there. Uh, it's definitely the strongest national league in Europe, uh, without a doubt. Um, super strong, competitive, uh, great place to live. And I'm very, very excited about the new opportunity. I mean, last season has been kind of a rocky for me. I changed three teams in one year, which has never happened before in my career. And it was kind of shocking and both a learning experience at the same time. But I, I don't want it to happen again. So I'm hopefully going to uh, be in a place where I can have some stability and, you know, a peace of mind and also uh, be able to give my best basketball uh, performances. Can you share what, what the experience is like in finding a team and making sure it is a right team and a good fit? Because there are so many leagues, there are so many teams versus yeah. like the NBA just here. What is that process like for you as a player? Um, well, I mean, for, for us European players, it's obviously a little bit different having all the – let's call it inside info being here in Europe and mm -hmm. you know playing against these guys and these teams you pretty much know or have somewhat of a picture of of what kind of country you're going to what kind of league is it and you know info I guess is more accessible and uh, then for American players who have to come play overseas to Europe and then the only person they can talk to is their agent who can either tell them you know, the truth or a lie, <laughs> which can make a huge difference for them coming in here in Europe. Uh, but, I mean, for me now, personally, the goal was to go back to Spain because, like I said, that's a place where um, they know me. They know I played good basketball there. Um, I felt at home there. I felt it really felt right at home. It's a country with very similar to Croatia, where I'm from. And um, but the biggest part was is the biggest uh, biggest stage and it's the strongest league. You play against the strongest teams and the level of basketball is really really super high. Um, and it's just a great league to play in. And uh, I definitely got my wish fulfilled. Uh, I wanted to go back to Spain, and you know, luckily enough, it happened. You spent three years in the NBA uh, with three different teams, which certainly doesn't make that easy for you. Did you consider going back? I got to believe there was some interest considering the way the game has evolved to shooting, and that's your specialty. And it felt like, Damo, that you're the second um, part of the season in your rookie year at the Pacers, that's when you really caught on and got comfortable from the NBA line, three-point line. Yeah, yeah. Well, it did take me some time to get used to the NBA three-point line and, you know, round and round. New Year's when I got comfortable with the system and the speed of the game and the three-point line and when I got my confidence I really <laughs> shot the ball well yeah. at one point even led the whole league in three-point percentage and it was it was an amazing experience for me and those are really you know my best months in the NBA after that I got traded and you know how it is in the NBA once you get traded to a team that didn't draft you or sign you it's always like a unstable unclear situation most of the guys get cut when they get traded after first year uh, in the league so i'm very happy that i persevered and somehow found my place in the nba for two more years after getting traded uh, after my rookie year so um you know it was uh, it was a fantastic experience for me in the nba what can i say i spent three years there i gave it all i got 
Uh, even started the last season with Orlando in the training camp and um, playing under Coach Vogel, we should mention. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he he really made an effort to bring me back uh, after my last year there in Orlando. But you know, obviously the key decision makers in uh, Orlando changed, and they wanted some fresh blood, and they had different ideas. Um, and you know, we we wished each other well, and uh, it was nice to be there for the training camp. I really wanted to. Uh, how do you say seize every possible opportunity mm-hmm. uh, of possible um, NBA contract and I told myself as long as there's one percent chance of playing in the NBA or you know doors opening up I'm gonna go for the chance and I did and I'm not sorry uh, even though it led to a very you know unstable and uh, difficult season but uh, I have no regrets definitely less uh, because yeah last thing for you because I forget your answer what kind of any relationship do you have with Boyan um, who's also of Croatia. Oh, we're friends. I mean, uh, we don't talk very often, but when he signed with the Pacers, he reached out, uh, asked me about, you know, the organization, the people, the best places to live in, uh, about the city. So uh, we played for together on the national team uh, a couple of years. Uh, I know him well, and, you know, I was very happy to see him doing so good in, in the Pacer uniform. Uh, I was cheering for the Pacers this year. It was really a great season, and I was even staying up to watch the playoff games. Um, and you know, to see him be a part of it, it was really, it was really good. I'm happy he contributed there, and uh, I'm happy he found his place there. And the amount of turnover there is in the league, I think there might be maybe one, two players from when you were here. That's how much change there has gone on, yeah, especially yeah, in the last couple of years. That's really incredible. I mean, the NBA really has become. You know, <laughs> different than it was. Uh, it's a game of uh, all these short-term assets. contracts. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is. I mean, it changed so much with the salary cap and the rules. The the rules of the uh, of the market changed. You know, so it's kind of uh, yeah. It's hard to find some stability. Even the guys who signed like four or five year deals, they're being put on trading blocks and they're being traded after their first year. So it's kind of strange, but it's, I mean, it's also, I guess, what makes NBA so interesting and fun. Hey, Damo, I appreciate you staying up to do this interview. Congrats on all Croatia's success. And more than anything, it's just good to catch up with you. Yes, absolutely, Scott. Always a pleasure.